When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Navide Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey everybody. Hey Lon. Can you loan me $100,000 so I can be a competitor? <laughs> also, Lon, I just want to say, I wish I was a sexy bitch that everyone talks about, but instead I do podcasts. However, this time around, we're doing it with a real-life sexy Mima, Ellie! Mima, <laughs> Ellie! I'm a real-life Mima. <laughs> Hi, I'm back again. Thanks for inviting me. Of course, of course. Um, So Ellie, for the benefit of people who just tune into our podcast, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? I'm Ellie and I have moved here from Singapore 20 years ago. And I did mention in the previous uh, podcast when I was in your one of your episodes that I actually was a 90 day fiance and that's it. That's good. <laughs> we have a lot to cover, so let's jump into it. I'm just going to go with which couples appear first during the episode. And by the way, listeners, we are covering Happily Ever After, Season 6, I believe, right? This is Season 6, Episode 1. And the first person that we are all, I guess, blessed or maybe cursed to see first is Angela and Michael. I think the first scene that we see Angela is her weighing herself and holy shit, she's 272 pounds. I mean, I'm not fat shaming, but that's heavier than my own fiance, you guys. No, 273. Oh, wow. You actually saw that. Oh my God. Okay, good for you. Yeah. What do we want to say about Angela this time around? Has she changed? What do you guys think? I don't think she has. The thing I liked about this episode was she wasn't as she wasn't very villainous, I guess, in this episode. But then at the same time, you could see how she's not doing the things she's supposed to be doing if she really wants the surgery. Like she's still smoking. She's not following the dietary restrictions. So I think if it does happen to show it's where I think it's going, there may be some complications or maybe they're just playing this up and she's going to be safe and they're doing it for the narrative. But she's acting how I would expect. Let's let's say that she wasn't very villainous, but at the same time, she's still still Angela. Very, very much so. My question to you is, am I the only one that Googled Bopay Tate's? Do you know what, what I'm talking is about? That? Is that, what is that? Is that a uh, Georgian thing or a sudden thing? I have no idea. For anyone that was there or that, you know, that was paying attention to the children, I think it was probably just a scene where the producers asked the kids what she eats and they were like candy canes and they were naming all a bunch of stuff. And this kid goes, Bopaytates. And I'm like, what is that? So I have no clue what that is. And I'm not the only one because when I went to Google it, there were no results. However, the Google autofiller, Boat Paytates was the second suggestion. <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming, I have no clue. I'm assuming that other people searched it on Google and it became the number two or requested search because I wasn't the only one Googling Boat Paytates at the time. But yeah, when I searched it, there weren't any results that were related. And maybe there are now, but there weren't when I was watching it at that time. Uh, can I take a guess that it's actually his interpretation of birthday cake and he garbled the words i thought it was oh, well because tates people ref- people say potato for tates potatoes 
So I thought it was a type of potato. Oh, okay. I can I can see that too. But then yeah. the, after the boy said that, his cousin said, "Oh, birthday cake," and oh. I was like, "Okay, it rhymes." Oh, and I took it as birthday cake. Good catch. Good yeah. catch. Yeah. So Angela's definitely still Angela. What I was surprised at though was how Michael actually feels a bit insecure about her losing weight because he thinks that she's gonna leave him once she's all hot and like slimmer I guess <laughs> what do y'all think about that Ellie <laughs> look at your face Ellie <laughs> I'm not blaming Michael for that because when you are in a long distance relationship true your insecurity is like level 1 million, you know, because <laughs> you're, you know, it's like out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. you know, and being in a long distance relationship with my husband, which lasted only like three months after we met each other, we just decided to get married because I was very insecure. And, and I was like, you know, this is just killing me. Let's just be together and not think about it. But I wouldn't blame Michael. I mean, because that would be his first thing. Like, I wouldn't want to lose her or I don't want to lose her. And I think that was his first worry. Do you think that's more though he's losing her or he's losing a green card? I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. You know what though? (laughs) I mean, I've watched them in all these different seasons and I kind of feel that it's kind of legit, right? I mean, their feelings are legit. I mean, he was crying when he's... When his K-1 visa got denied, you yeah. know, I was like, oh, he cried. I think he, likes he I think he loves Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's a BWW, right? <laughs> Wait, was it? <laughs> I, 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 know, I know that. <laughs> okay. Wait, what is that? Should I say it? I know. I, I know what that. That's like on, a, on dating sites. I forget yeah. what exactly. Big white um, woman. Oh, right, right, loves, right, right. Okay. She loves. She Why loves did I space out? Women. Right, right, right. That's like <laughs> she okay. loves white women. So people I mean, put that on she... their profile to let people know, and people yeah. who know know. And, and he has a, can he you has tell that BBC. I'm old? <laughs> I'm so like I'm old. Like that's how I met my husband. Like, or you've oh, been no, on no, those my... dating sites? <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't. I met my husband on. Hey, it's cool. I mean, I'm familiar <laughs> with those because I was. I had an OK Cupid account. Okay, I know that. I know what that's. <laughs> no, no, I no, perused Craigslist. A few times. You know what? Did days. you know that I met my husband like <laughs> online, like some. I met my husband like 22 years ago, like basically before the dating sites exist. It was Yahoo.com, and they had these personal profiles. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, that was long before that. Legacy you know. Yahoo. <laughs> oh man. Is yes. Michael? <laughs> is Michael still trying to have a baby? He's, He's family, maybe. Yeah, his family is pressuring him to have a yeah, baby. Yeah, I thought Michael his wants aunt. a baby. But then, like, for some reason, my memory is, like, failing me. Like, I don't know if they brought it up or if the possibility of Angela being able to reproduce was brought up again. I don't... I, I have a I think it was the aunt. It was the aunt that has been pushing for her to have a baby hmm. at age 54. Wow. So, Yeah. I know that Angela is going to say no, but I think she's trying because she's still begging for the egg of the daughter, right? Yeah. So there are so many comments from the internet about this Angela Michael scene. One that stands out to me is, did, <laughs> did Angela weigh herself because she just pooped? That was so mean. Oh, no. <laughs> she weighed herself Sorry, twice. Love- I think she weighed herself twice. Yeah, I know. I I was wondering why did she weigh herself twice? And and then on Pillow Talk, Stepanko actually said like, you know, I did lose eight pounds after a poop. (laughs) I was like, have you guys tried that before? It is true. You can lose up to two pounds. Yeah, I, I, (laughs) yeah. uh, Yeah, apparently. But for Angela, it might be a big deal. You know, it might be 10 pounds or something. She has to like Anyway, there are so many things that Angela said on this episode that really makes me cringe, okay? Like, not only does she... Oh, my God. She hung up her vagina. 
Um, and she rocked them bed sheets. Yeah, rocking the bed sheets. And she blames Michael for her putting on weight because he's not putting things in her mouth. <laughs> I mean, didn't oh she God. say something like when she was describing it, like she said, like to fit like a glove? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Oh no. Yeah, she, like she's never met someone who fits in her vagina like a hand to a like glove. Like a hand in a glove. Oh and my like, goodness. Oh no. <laughs> Were you guys cringing when that happened? I mean, like when she, when he when she said she said a few cringy stuff. Yeah, Ellie, there's a word, there's a Malay word that I thought of, and and correct me if I'm wrong. It's very Gigi. <laughs> I don't know, Lonnie. The heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies kind of thing. I immediately <laughs> thought every time she comes on, comes on the screen, I'm like, oh, Gigi. <laughs> Do you remember when they had that kind of like? sex call or something like yeah. that oh she was in the bathtub and she said I, oh my clitoris is on fire I'm like <laughs> she just say that I, said, I told Soraya Soraya you need to turn on your headphones no my <laughs> eyes are burning when I saw that <laughs> they're on fire it's not just a clit <laughs> my eyes are on fire yeah I think TLC they're uh, <laughs> right now with happily ever after they're staging a lot of scenes, yeah, I think. Are. And yeah, they're, I think they're funnier. They're more entertaining. But for me, because they just look super staged, it's like, uh, you know what I mean? It, it kind of detracts. It's still kind of funny because it, it's like a visual gag. Like, oh, like, you know what I mean? But then at the same time, you know, in the back of your head that this was like set up to yeah. like be this way, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think with this episode, they really... It could have been a little bit more subtle. I don't know how, but it kind of threw me out because now it's like we're already under this expectation that they're fabricating the narrative. So then for them to create these scenes that, you know, we're not dumb. These are completely staged. Right? It was funny, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, you guys are trying too hard now. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But th- that was pretty funny, though. I was it kind was of funny. like... No, it was... I think with Angela, it's always about the shock value. Right. Yeah. But after a yeah. while, it's going to get stale. Yeah, that's true. Also, before I move on, did she flirt with the doctor? I think she does. But I think it's the type of flirting she's been doing where she just kind of she kind of hits on people, but she thinks it's OK because for her, it's not really hitting on people and it's funny. But if we ever saw Michael do that, she would flip. You know yes. what I mean? She was doing that in their in their season, too. Like she'd get on Michael for something, but then on the same token, she'd hit on somebody. Right. But maybe she thought that she's just joking or whatever. But when Michael does it, he's actually really doing it. Yeah. Michael yeah, can't I, even look. I kind of sense that, Nadia. Yeah, right. I kind of I sense that. Yeah. Didn't she say the doctor was too handsome to be her doctor or something? Yeah. Yeah. Gigi. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's move on to Big Mike and Natalie. I have some gossip. I mean, some tea that I, I can spill. But let's talk about them first. So Lon, Lon and Ellie, I guess Lon first. But what does it say about a man who does not want to buy a wedding ring, but also unwilling to wear one. And then what does it say about a man who's letting his wife wear a $3 ring because he doesn't want to get her one? Yeah. So for me, Mike does not want to be married. He doesn't want to be married at all. The whole excuse about oh, I, you know, I work and it's not really good to have one where, <clears throat> where I work. That's bullshit. I call bullshit on everything he said. He wasn't working first off. Okay, I get it. You take it off when you go to work. Well, you put it back on then. For somebody who keeps telling the cameras, oh, it's, it's about the love and the emotions. It's not really about the ring. Motherfucker, if it's not really about the ring, why'd you get so butthurt when she gave it back? Why did you hold it That's over right. her head for a whole fucking season? You know what it's about, dude. And right now you're making excuses because it's convenient for you to not wear it. It's convenient for you to not have one. So even when they were at the store, you know, shopping for a ring, to me, he looked like he was acting. He didn't look excited at all. It looked like he was humoring Natalie, right? Like, oh, yeah, that that's kind of cool, you know, and he, he didn't look like a guy that was 
excited to have a ring. And again, at every opportunity he got, he kept telling the cameras, you know, it's not really about a ring. If you really felt that way, then you wouldn't have gotten so offended about her giving the ring back that you decided to dangle it like a fucking carrot last season. You know what I mean? You know what that's about. So I lose more and more respect for this guy (laughs) the longer I see him on camera. And poor Natalie. I just feel so bad. And yeah, you know, the thing is, I agree. It's not really about the ring. We kind of had this talk like diamonds are a scam and yeah, I mean, but for you two, it really is, right? You set that precedent of what this ring means to the both of you. Any other couple, if they were like, ah, it's not really about the ring, we could probably get behind that. Because for me, it's not about the ring. You know, I don't really want to spend a bunch of money for something. I already know what what my ring is going to be and how much it's going to cost. I'm not big on that. But you both know what that means to the both of you and how much you valued the ring. So (laughs) don't sit here and tell us that it's not about the ring, Mike. I don't believe that for a second. I would say that I have no impression of Michael anymore, like basically like no respect for him anymore. Because first of all, I'm just struggling to find the realness of them both. And it's kind of like, he's so fake. (laughs) He's so fake. It makes Natalie looks fake. And then I'm thinking that are they just trying to play it up because they just signed on to this contract? Right. And I did not feel it. You know, and he is like super fake and he, she was wearing a $3 ring and he said that it's not about the ring. And when they went to the store and he acted so pretentious and then his face was like when they interviewed him one-on-one and he had that face, you know, like, I don't want to be married kind of face. I don't feel them, you know, and and like what Lan said that if, if it's not about the ring, why were you making such a big fucking deal the last season, you know? Yeah. Even the ring part feels to me almost fabricated because if she's super hardcore Catholic Christian and to start getting into new agey type spiritualism type stuff, if you know hardcore Catholicism, that's like a no-no. Like people who are hardcore Christian, they don't even read Harry Potter books because of the wizardry and the witchcraft and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So that really felt like a stretch. She's like, oh, but you know, I'm also into this part of spirituality. No, you're not. No, you're fucking not. Like when? Since when, right? So even the ring part felt really like fabricated to me. And for her to say that, oh, I went to buy a ring at the rock or whatever, stone shop, whatever you call it. Energies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's $3. And I'm like, what? Okay, that already, I'm like, okay, now this is off. You know, this is like what Lan said, that they are trying too hard for this one too. Yeah. You know, it's like they're building something up. And I didn't really pay attention to what was happening. I just got the, the what do you call that? The points of it. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't feel them. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel it's so fabricated. Yeah. I have to say, after watching their scenes on this first episode, I can already conclude what it's going to be about. It's going to be about a ring, right? This time around, it's going to be about a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And ring then, part two. Right. And then <laughs> we're just going to hear Mike sound like a broken record saying yeah we we have things to work out we have this uh we have cracks that we need to work on blah 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 and i'm like dude we've heard it all before like you guys are faking it you booked a room with two bits like yeah pretty sure you guys are not sleeping together and natalie trust me i don't think she's that kind of girl who would settle for a three dollar ring that's just yes i mean i'm sorry to stereotype yes. or sorry to conclude that right. so out of character i so know exactly character. what exactly. you yes yes it was like a three dollar ring you know i think i have that ring i'll go find in the bathroom i got that one for at the um on hate street <laughs> <laughs> it's a three dollar ring no, street, yeah. it's the, it's that, that kind of ring ball yeah i'll show it to you in a minute <laughs> So the tea that I was going to spill is that there was a profile that, and someone screenshotted. She describes herself as a reality star uh, actress who is featured on 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After, and Single Life. So I think Natalie has signed on to hmm. be featured on the next season of Single Life. Spoiler and, alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Someone recently spotted her in New Orleans with another man. Hmm. So, 
yeah, I guess she and Mike are... I thought they split, right? It was in the news. Yeah, I think yeah. they're officially over. It's just that they're trying to sign on and yeah. get money, yeah. you know, trying to act like a couple before the other person moves on. And Mike is probably doing her a favor too because if he's the one sponsoring her green card, they have to stay married for at least a year. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes their scenes less entertaining because yeah, less believable, right? Yeah. Like, who wants to watch yeah. A, like, who wants to watch that? It's so right. fake. Fake. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. All right. Anyway, are we ready to move on to Andre and Elizabeth? <laughs> I like that part. Oh man, that I have to say, his but... his part is very entertaining. It's hilarious. It's really <laughs> hilarious how he has the gall. <laughs> To ask for a loan just after he has a real estate license without experience, no business plans, just wants to have a seven-digit thing going on just because money is circulating around the family. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Take it away. Give us your thoughts on Andre and Elizabeth. I didn't know it, is, it had already been three years. That just went by so quick when they showed the previous footage with how his hair was and he just looked so incredibly young. Boyish, right? Yeah. Yes, boyish, right. He did. And obviously built, he was pretty muscular and stuff, but he still had really boyish, really young features. <clears throat> yeah. His hair was like, I don't know, like <laughs> like a boyish, right? I was glad to see the the recap because the recap, you know, brought us back to the wedding and how cringy the relationship is with Charlie. Is that? Yes, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Chuck and Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. When Charlie, you know, tried to ruin the wedding and stuff. It was good to see that that recap again. As entertaining as it was, I think for me, it was too aggressive. And I don't know if for me, that was believable. They're playing up. We already know that he uses Chuck for money. So then for him to instantly start acting like he wouldn't take that into consideration, that he would just go, oh, fuck it. You know, your dad has money. I'll just ask him for a loan. And then the family's all, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. I was like, we know that he's capable of doing this. But again, to me, it was played up too much. There's subtler ways of, of easing us into that maybe, but it just felt too played up about how aggressive he was and just how confident he was. Yeah, your family has money anyway. And I'm like, I mean, he's not, well, maybe he is that ruthless, right? That savage. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt that. But to make that kind of the introductory scene and they're having champagne and whatnot, it was a bit much for me. Hmm. And yeah, he's back obviously to working for daddy again. So I already know that would be a a point of contention. But um, I think what Chuck offered was a fair bargain i think that's fair now whether or not the rest of the family is going to um, agree with that plan i guess that's where the show is headed right and remind us what the offer is i just recall the part where he said he will tell the other kids what is the compromise so he said i won't give you a hundred grand because you're too new you don't have the experience yeah. yet, and I just can't. That's a liability. Makes sense. However, work for me. Get mm-hmm. a few years under your belt, and then once you have the experience, then we'll talk about getting this loan. You know what I mean? So it's like a soft no. It's not a hard no. It's when you're ready, yes, because that's a lot of money, right? And you can start your own business. I want you to start your own business. I think his words were, when he's happy or if he's successful, then my daughter is happy. Yep. My daughter's successful. I forgot so he's how he's exactly- directly helping Lizzie. Right. Yeah. And who wouldn't yeah. want their daughter to thrive? Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so, you know, I think Chuck was really fair. I get it. Okay. Work for me, which, you know, that's kind of the passive aggressive Chuck going work for me and you're going to be in my pocket again. So I kind of saw that tension there. Like Andre is like, Oh, here we go. I'm in daddy's pocket again. You would have been anyway. Cause you, you would have owed him a hundred grand, but like now you're subservient, I guess, <laughs> you know, and I, I saw that, that that was kind of a smart play mm-hmm. on Chuck's move, but it was fair, mm-hmm. I think. So, you know, um, but then before they shook on it, Chuck was like, let me bring it to the family. And Andre was pissed. And he was like, oh, fuck, are you going to do this for me or are you not? And he's like, 
I will. I just want to let my family know. So I forget exactly the intricacies of letting the family know and how that's going to impact the deal. But I think Chuck was like, let me talk to my family about it, but we're going to do this, I think is the word he gave for Andre. Okay. Wow. I mean, to me, the nerve of him, that's all I can say. It's like the nerve of him, like, what? Okay. But you know what? I wouldn't really say that his character was a little bit played up because I would say that that is the personality of a European, the arrogance, the, you know, knowing where I'm at kind of thing, like, hey, I'm not white, I'm European, that kind of thing, you know? And the reason why I would say that his character is somewhat believable is because I used to have a boss, a manager, a sales manager, who is uh, European. And he was not shy about asking for money. He was not shy about asking for a loan. And he was not shy about highballing a loan. You know, meaning that, hey, you know, it's not like I'm going to borrow a thousand from you. He would come to me and said, hey, can I borrow a hundred grand from you? And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, that kind of thing. Yes. Wow. And, and, and he would just say that, hey, you know, just like what he says, you know, that kind of brought me back to the character of my boss. And I would say that that is their personality. They're very blunt like that. And they think that they're so arrogant like that. They think they're better than anybody else. And he said that I got my license. I want to build my own business. And I'm sure that he's going to give it to me. And then the sister-in-law said, who the fuck you think you are? He's entitled to that money. Exactly. (laughs) And he believed in himself. I mean, like, I got to give that to him. Like, hey, why not? Why not? You know, that kind of thing. So, and Libby is trying to, I think from the beginning of this previous season too, she needs to kind of put her foot down a little bit and kind of play him down a little bit or rather to just put him back in check sometimes, you know? I know that he's arrogant sometimes just kills me or others like, oh my God, this is just like my my ex-boss, you know? I mean, I wouldn't say that he would fail, but I think this kind of man, like my former boss, that they are very, how do you say that word? Impulsive with money. They think that they can do big. They always aim big, but doesn't mean they're going to do better. But I think the arrogance, his arrogance is, to me, is somewhat believable. And for Chuck to decline him in a business tone is professional to me. And I do feel like, hell no. I mean, even if it's my son-in-law said that he, you know, I asked myself, I said, if my son-in-law actually wanted to make, do a business like that, wanted to borrow a hundred grand from me, would I give it to him? I mean, I really love him, you know? And I'm like, would I, or would I not? I would say maybe not because he doesn't know the nature of the business, you not, know? And Not with that pitch, right? Did you hear the pitch? <laughs> right. <laughs> Buy a house for me because I'm the best. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Over this house, you pay double. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow, like, this I'm guy. Like, this guy, yeah. And, and then the brother-in-law said, you're book smart, right? Is that right? He said that you're book smart, but you don't know the nature of the business yet. Yeah. And of course, when Chuck said that, this is my decision, okay, you know, you can work for me. And this is a family business that I will discuss it with the other family. And he went like, oh, no, you know what they're going to say. You know that Charlie's going to say, no, it's going to give me problems and all that kind of stuff. But I think that this is the battle of arrogance. I say that both of them are like, so arrogant. One is a brat, you know, basically, Charlie is a Charlie, right? Yeah, Charlie is a brat, because He's so arrogant like that because his dad's rich and he's running the business and, and Andre is like European. So they have this. I'm yeah. Sorry. Flesh of the Titans. We get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think that's going to be the main focus for this season. You know, right? they're setting it up for another conflict. Another showdown. Another big yeah. major show, showdown. showdown. That's yeah. the there word. You go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie, I get where, I get what you're trying to say here too, because I think that the way I read the scene or the way I read Andre is if I were to put myself in his shoes, his thinking is that, hey, Chuck has a lot of money. He circulates his money, his wealth amongst his kid. 
you know, I'm married to one of his kids. Why am I not entitled to that money? It benefits Lizzie, his kid. So why can't I have a portion of that? And I think that's the part where he's uber entitled. He hasn't been working for three fucking yeah, years. I know. <gasps> he says, homestay dad, remember? Not stay home. Homestay yeah, dad. Homestay dad. <laughs> homestay dad. And he doesn't even know, like, the culture of mingling with Americans. I'm just saying. Yeah. Mingling or, or socializing. I, I know what you mean too. Like he's very direct. Like he's not shy about his requests. He yes. doesn't mince his words. He doesn't. He's a self-believer. <laughs> yeah, he he has a very unhealthy level of overconfidence. <laughs> right, right. Self- like, get out of here, man. Self-belief <laughs> level is like a bit much there. <laughs> I can't wait to see the showdown. I believe we saw a, a sneak peek of it. Right, it's um between the sisters, not necessarily between him and Chuck, or maybe not yet, I don't know, but there's something concerning that someone brought up. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Chuck, his skin looks a little bit yellowish, and someone said that's a sign of someone who might get a heart attack. <sighs> like, he was very... Oh. This is very common, by the way, because mm. if you guys watch Flip or Flop on HGTV... There's a guy, uh, he's, I think his name is Tariq also. He and his ex-wife, they host this show where they flip houses. And it was a nurse who pointed out to him that he needs to look at his neck. And true enough, there was a tumor that he needed to remove. Wow. And it was like, if you watch like previous episode, it was just there, just staring at us and no one pointed it out. And with Chuck people have been kind of noticing that Chuck looks a bit flushed maybe Hmm. and off color like his skin is like off color and someone said that it's a sign of poor health and that he might you know I don't know I'm not cursing him but I'm just saying like (laughs) Chuck if you're listening to this doubt it but (laughs) go get a checkup go get a physical anyway (laughs) yeah are we ready to talk about Julia and Brendan Mm. You know, yeah. the couple that goes to Vegas once and wants to live in Vegas. Live there. <laughs> I actually liked their scenes. I liked their scenes. I like this couple. I, oh, is it because I, it's Vegas? It's Vegas scene? <laughs> I just think they're fun to watch. They're, you You're know, biased. like we don't get a lot of these young couples. For me, at least, it's a lot more re- relatable than some of the older ones. So, like, I like to see these young couples try to figure it the fuck out especially for Brandon and Julia, like this is definitely one of those younger type of romances. You know, she was a dancer and he saw her and he fell in love and he's like, you're going to be my wife. So, you know, (laughs) it's just a young love. And I dig that about the two of them. And now, you know, you put them in the situation where they're trying to move out of his parents' house. So there's this us against the world kind of mentality that's very relatable to young love like if you've been in that position where everyone's doubting you because you're young you know and rightfully so you don't really know the ways of love yet and this is love for you in this point in your life and you think it's gonna last forever and you know I'm not saying that they're not gonna last forever you know wish them all the best but it's just one of those things where it's interesting to watch and I thought it was hilarious I thought it was hilarious when he joked and he's like, what if I told you that we have a place? Yeah, <laughs> we're going to go across the street tomorrow because we got like, I'm, I'm going to check out a place. Wait, that's a sick thought, joke. <laughs> it was fucked up, but it was hilarious. He told me so almost funny. believed him. Yeah. She I did, almost but, believed him. Yeah, yeah, but also she called bullshit. <laughs> You're shitting me, right? You know what I mean? She, you know, <laughs> and I thought that was fucking funny. So they're fun to watch. I'm rooting for them. I wish they showed a little bit more of the fun that they had in Vegas because that also started to feel like they were just there for filming. And that's a shame. I want to see Julia excited. She saw Vegas during the day. It's really nothing to look at during the day. It's at night when Vegas comes alive, like when the lights come out, you know what I mean? And everything's neon and there's glowing signs and the fountain, you know, is it the Bellagio? Bellagio. Vegas is amazing at night. It's a desert to look at during the day and it's hot and humid sometimes. And so like, I wanted to see her reaction, not just her saying, oh yeah, Vegas is great. And I had a lot of fun. Like they could have spent more time showing her reaction to Vegas. I wanted to see more of that. But like, I understand Julia's frustration. 
I get that she wants to move out already. And Brandon keeps making these empty promises. We're going to move out. We're going to move out. And she's like, fucking when? (laughs) So I think he promises uh, her things and he's not delivering on his end of the bargain. I think he's trying and I think he's practical about it, but you need to start pushing things along. I think the, I think it's not moving along. I wish Julia didn't come off as like money grew on trees. Cause sometimes she does come off that way. Like, Oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pick up and move. And I think for her, that's easy. Cause I think as a dancer, you, you can get a job anywhere. So for her, she doesn't understand that for Brandon, it's not quite that easy. He has maybe a, a specific skill set that's not as easily transferable. Yeah, Julia can up and go anywhere where there's a stage and get an application and fill it out and say, I have this experience. I'm a dancer, especially in Vegas. Are you kidding me? So, you know, I I don't know if she's really taking everything into consideration, but I understand her frustration. So I'm really rooting for them. I think they're a fun watch. TLC could have maybe made it funner by showing the fun that they had in Vegas rather than, all right, we're in Vegas. Let's make you sit at a table and argue, you know, for the next 10 minutes, <laughs> which was still kind of fun to watch, but it could have been better. And I'm excited to see them, you know, in the episodes to come. Yeah, I actually agree because I, I expected to see the neon lights. I expected to see her to even wear something sexy or, mm. or something that in her previous lifestyle you know, that kind of stuff. And she's just so whiny. You know, she's so <laughs> whiny. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. I want that. I'm, oh, my God. You know, and then and then when she sat down at the table and she said, I want to move here. And I, I do a lot of relatable kind of scenario for myself. You know, when I moved here, like, was I like that? You know, actually, I, I fucking was like that. <laughs> I am still like when, that. When David, when, David brought me, when David brought me to Marin County or to San Rafael or even to Sausalito, and I said, I want to move here. And he said, I want to move here. I don't want to move here. I don't want to move here. I want to move here. And, and he goes like, where do you really want to move? Well, we found a house in Daly City, so we're going to stay in Daly City. I'm like, I don't want Daly City. Well, you're going to be in Daly City. <laughs> so I was like at first she was whining and I'm like oh my god she really wants to be here and I don't blame her because it's a big city I mean for me if you put me in the farm I don't think I would do well so it's so the she- America that foreigners or immigrants imagine America to be right yes. wealth prosperity yeah. Right, right, right. And and Vegas is Vegas is obviously an over exaggeration of it all. Not everything is Vegas, but coming from that small farm, it's definitely like, wow, like this is what I thought, you know, America was. So, yeah. And for her to come from Russia, I think I'm Mm -hmm. sure that it is a big city as well. She must have been living in a big city. That's why she had a culture shock when she moved to the farm. Yep. And had to feed the pigs. <laughs> yep. At first, I was kind of like, oh, my God, I can't stand her. But then I started to think to myself, like, okay, 20 years ago, you know, did I think like that? I said, man, I do think that way. And I kind of like mellowed down on how I felt about her. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can put myself in her shoes and I can feel her frustration. Number one is like living with your parents. And being in the farm and being in the woods, something like that. And then, I mean, moving out, but but Brandon's not doing anything about it. And I think for Brandon, he is not motivated to move out because he is comfortable. Mm. You're living there for free. Yep. Yep. You don't have to think about the bills. You just go to work and you come back. You are mommy's boy. So why move when you're comfortable? Yeah. You know, so there's no push for him. Unless he moved to a city by himself, then he would easily move from one apartment to another, you know, from small apartment to big apartment. But I feel that he doesn't have the push to move out to the expense of Julia. And I hope that he would actually move out for her sake. And I really like the part when she was whining and he said, but what do you want me to do? Quit my job? let's quit our job and move tomorrow or something like that. Right. Yeah, like, let's do it. And we'll, yeah, move, let's do we'll it. move into that box across the street, that cardboard box. Yeah, across yeah. The street. Because I mean, what else are you going to say? You know, okay, okay, fine. I'll just quit my job, leave my home and 
and just just move or, or, or we'll have some cardboard boxes and we'll just yeah you know, we'll, we'll, we'll live here that kind of, and that was the part that I was waiting for him to say and he said it. you know that kind of set him straight a little bit yeah 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 I agree with both of you she's obviously got seduced by the the glamour and the glitziness of Las Vegas like anyone would right because it's a very unique city you know the strip is really is really seductive like that I remember having a lot of fun times being on the strip especially at night when the lights are on and there's the fountain and everything and you just want to take a picture of everything right and there's so many shows and her being a dancer she's like oh no this is my territory this This is is my scene this is my scene this is my scene (laughs) so I honestly don't know what's going to happen to them this season I think we saw previews of her arguing with him over friends or something like that the only thing I wanted to point out is I took offense when the father described him as being whooped mm. by her. And I'm like, what do you expect? It's his wife. He right. would have to listen to her. Why do you call it? This is not the first time the dad felt like Brandon gave in on Julia too easily. And I thought, okay, now you're encroaching on his manlyhood in a way. Like now you're impeding his role as her partner Mm. you know like who are you to say that he shouldn't be listening to her julia may not have the economic powers but that doesn't stop her from wanting more or like from demanding that he he does more and i think brandon is doing something i mean didn't he say he quit his job and or he found a new job that pays more and has less hours and he can now spend more time with Julia's. So I thought that was a good step in the right direction. He's trying his best. He's really trying. <laughs> right. Not hard yeah. enough to me. Not hard enough. Not, <laughs> not, not hard enough to move to Vegas. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But I heard, you know, housing in Vegas is, is actually affordable. I heard. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's pretty yeah, affordable, it's affordable. So, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, hold on. Lon, do you really want to be Koti's neighbor? Oh, I oh forgot. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. You can play with his cat. He starts reaching out like, oh, ignore. Can, uh, you, you <laughs> How did can you get house sit his cat? Please don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can cat sit. That's what it is. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't know about Vegas now with Koti. And anyway, I digress. Let's <laughs> wrap it up with the last couple, Kalani and Asuelu. <laughs> My favorite. Eye rolls, <laughs> Eye rolls. <laughs> for me, yeah. So I, I think it's an interesting story. I, I think there's a lot to be said about the relationship. But again, when you started off with like this fake narrative that he's jumping on the bed with his children during a real estate house tour, I'm like, come on, we know that didn't fucking happen. <laughs> let me, uh, let me show you the uh, bedroom, you know, in this house. You know, like they're shopping for a home. I get it. Let us know they're shopping for a home. And we get that he's kind of childish. There's a better way to play that up rather than you set up this fake scene where they're on a real estate house tour and the door opens and he's like, yeah, jumping on the bed. I'm like, this is so fucking fake. Like, it is fake. What the heck are you doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a better way to to show that he's childish or to bring out his youth or whatever. But that just mm-hmm. seems so, so fake. But anyways, that aside, the problem with believing that buying a house would fix the marriage. That's fuzzy me, logic, man. I don't know. Very, where very, very. That's like, let's have kids to save our marriage. Yes. It's, oh, no, it's, that's not going to work. Very similar to along those lines that the problems don't resolve themselves. It's just the problems follow you, but now you have more problems to worry about. So like, I understand, don't get me wrong. I understand not wanting to be under your parents' roof all the time. And I understand Masuelo's <clears throat> need to have his family and to have an experience with Kalani that's genuine and that's their own i understand that but then at the same time from what we've seen from asuelu the red flags that we've seen to me it seems like asuelu wants to isolate kalani so that he can exert more control over her and the kids because he feels 
that the father or even for family in general will regulate on his ass with every fuck up that he does without them in the picture. He's able to be lazy. He's able to talk to her the way he fucking talks, the way he disrespects her for her sake. I hope it does improve the marriage, but from what, at least what I assume will happen was all he's going to do is it gives him the opportunity to be the person that he is without the repercussions. Does that make sense? Like he can be lazy. He can say, well, I'm the patriarch of this household and what I say goes. If you're going to raise children on your own while I go play fucking volleyball, that's what you're going to do. Like that's where I see this going, right? So I, I don't think it's a good look. I do think that they should get their own place again, like I said, right? Obviously, yes. You know, go have your experience with Kalani and raise your children on your own. I, I get that un- living under your parents' roof or your in-laws. His in-laws, yeah. in-laws. Right. Yeah. Living yeah. under the in-laws' roof is a hassle. But for Kalani, I, I just think it's I just think it's not a good look. I'd say that to buy a house to save the marriage. I'd say it's a wrong phrase. I would say that to even rent a house or to to be on your own to save the marriage. That to I move believe, out. but not to buy a house. Yeah, to move out. Yeah. Now this brings me back to my <laughs> experience. I love this story is good. Be yeah, sure. that's why you're yeah. here. Okay, so with my first marriage, right, with my ex-husband, in a typical Malay Singaporean families, the male, the, the the groom will live with the bride's family, right? And what happened was that we did buy an apartment, but it was not going to be ready for another four years, something like that. And my and he lived with my family, just like Asuelo and Kalani. And I think Kalani's dad, my dad, is just like Kalani's dad, meaning that head of the household, two girls. So I'm going to take care of you guys. I'm going to take care of the, this is my rules. This is my house. Everybody respects the dad, whatever dad says. Yeah, old school you know, dad. <laughs> right. So, um and when we decided to find a, 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 an apartment, he found something somewhere that was far. Like Nadia, it's like from Woodlands, right? He wanted from Yishun, he wanted to move to Tempinis, mm. which is like one part of the island to the other end of the right. island. Yeah. And That's far kinda... in Singapore terms, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's hella far. That's like at That's least 20 train stops. So that's far. Even though Singapore, like one end to the other end, like only 45 Yes. Yeah. But I, I knew his point. But his game plan was to actually move away from my dad as, as far as possible. Because my dad called the shots for the family. And, you know, I'm, I'm a daddy's girl, you know? I mean, just like Kalani, you know what I mean? Uh, my mom took care of the kids and all that kind of good stuff. But did it save the marriage? Oh, hell no. I hated him more. Like, basically, you fucking took me out of my house, out of my mom's house, and just to act like you're the man and you don't even know how to be one. You don't even know how to be the head of the family. So, I mean, I'm just looking at a as that i mean i love him he's but he's so immature you he's love also, asuelu <laughs> that's the first i time. love him he's, i love him because he's so funny you know he's, what? Uh, I, I he's actually follow him Singapore on terms. instagram yeah <laughs> he's, he's funny i mean he's just i i like his i think i know why he's he has that kind of character is because he could is he the only son he's the only son right he's the only son He's the only son and his, his, his mom like really idolizes him because he's the only son. Mm. Really loves him because he's the only son. Hence, he, he married at a young age and he didn't grow up. I mean, that's how I can say. And, and, and his personality is so ridiculous, you know. And, and I find like, oh my God, he never grows up. It could be, would it be, will I foresee that they will do better in a marriage when they move out? Perhaps. Maybe because without the distractions of the family, that they will know for sure whether they are a good fit or they might split like me and my (laughs) ex-husband. Because you have nobody to tell you what to do. You have nobody to tell you how to run your family, you know, how to create activities for the kids, how, you know, nobody will feed the kids. You just have you and your husband and, and you will know, like, you will have no distraction from your parents to really get to know your husband or, or your partner's personality. And 
then you'll find whether it's going to be a, a strong pull or it's going to be a strong push. Hopefully, if they moved out, that they would, I don't know. I mean, I really can't tell. They look like they like each other. They love each other. They're trying, but they always have problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I just haven't seen the light at the end of the tunnel yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I like the way that he said, I like her pom-poms. <laughs> look at her pom-poms. They're natural. Ooh, look at her pom <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> that craziness like, really, really makes me laugh. I like his humor, but he's not husband material. <laughs> he's still that. a kid at heart. Like, I he think is we all still can a see kid, that. period. You know? Yeah. And he's so, how do you say that word? Explosive? Yeah. He acts very, crazy. Just very like volatile. Very volatile. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And Kalani sometimes, she can't make her own decision too. It's like, okay, yes. Okay, no. She Okay, yes. Okay, no. You know, and she listens a lot from the family. So that that's not a good thing. Yeah. I'm so. just glad that Kalini, her sister, is going to join them. Mm-hmm. So at least Kalini can act as the the replacement for their father, right? She's the one who's going to keep him in check. Right. But Ellie has a point. You know, maybe when they move out, it will alleviate some of those pressure that he's been getting from her dad. And maybe now he can really step up and not be so stressed, like without anyone breathing down his neck all the time or judging him. We're going to see his true colors. This right. is going right, to show right. his true colors. Whether he right. can step yeah. up or I he think cannot. He can, I think it can go either way. I think it can, yes, I think exactly. it can go your exactly. way. And I also think it can go my way where yes. I think, you know, mm-hmm. so we're going to see. Well, yeah, we're really taking bets. <laughs> what do you feel, Lan? Do you, do, you think, do, you think, do you think that it's going to be better for them when they move out? Or you like, Yeah, like I said, I think there is a chance that as you said, he's able to step up to the plate and he can be a better person. But from what I've seen, I think it will only further give him or enable him to be Mm -hmm. even more lazy now because he doesn't have to deal with with somebody saying, hey, you got to do this. It will enable him to be shittier, right, to um, the Kalani because he doesn't have to face the parents going, you better treat my daughter right, right? Like all these things that we saw in the previous seasons, now he has the the freedom to really be that way. Whereas before he was doing it and people were on his ass about it. Now he's going to do it in peace <laughs> is, what, is where I see this going. So I just, yeah, I feel hope, bad. Yeah. yeah, I hope it. I hope yeah. it's not that way. I hope, prove me wrong. Prove me yeah. wrong, Asuelu. I want you to prove me wrong. I want you to, for Kalani's sake and for the children's sake, I want you to prove me wrong. And th- yeah, and that will actually give Kalani a better, a better vision of him. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, just, yeah. just me and him in this house, you know, nobody's going to tell me how he's acting, that whatever he's acting is wrong or whatever this yeah. and that. Or you can just say, you know what? Fuck you. Leave the house yeah. or I'm Divorce leaving. Divorce is you on know, the table. Kind of she did say that. Yeah. There you go. I'm just excited to see more of Kalini. <laughs> that's her name, the sister. Yeah, Kalini. why is she? Yeah, Kalini. Why she is, is she a, still single? She, when she is talks? a scene stealer, man. I, let me tell you, it went. Yeah. Eh, <laughs> the few minutes that she was on that iPad, my I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> she's de- definitely <laughs> easy on the eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I say, like she's sassy and she, holy crap, she's really um, she's not afraid to tell it like it is. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to their confrontation with mm. his side of the family. Yeah. If anything, I think the producers knew that she adds an, an, an element of conflict and an element, uh, an, an emotional element too for Kalani. I don't believe for a second that she's moving out of her apartment. They were just like, hey, we need you on the season of Happily right. Ever After. Yeah. We'll pay yeah. you <laughs> for it because, you know, them two together is just not going to cut it. Like it's, it's also there has weird. to be this, you're, you're the it factor here. Right. It's also weird how Colini lives in Los Angeles and you're telling me that because her lease is up, she'll have to move all the way to Utah yeah. temporarily. <laughs> I was trying like, to figure that out too. Yeah. yeah that, make come on, it TLC. Make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. I was trying to figure out where she was. I thought she was in Utah. I was yeah. like, oh, that convenient. I mean, you can just move. Unless she decides to move back to Utah during the off season, I mean, we don't know. But from my recollection, 
she's based in LA. She lives in LA. And if her lease right. is up there, right? You're telling me she's moving all the way back to Utah temporarily only nah, to son. move back? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. Anyway, yeah. all right, y'all. You know what it is. You know what time it is. It's WTF time. Tell us your WTF moment. Easily, easily the entire segment with Natalie and Mike. Easily. That really? just didn't make and that didn't make any fucking sense to me. It didn't. We're going, yeah, you know, we're going ring shopping, and all of a sudden, this hardcore Catholic Christian who fought Mike over his belief about aliens is now into like energies, you know, from stones. Fuck out of here with that, bro. Like WTF, man. That was easily the most WTF for me. <laughs> Like how well, maybe are you she's being progressive? Maybe she's, <laughs> right, she's, right. She's, like you know, the you're expecting me to suspend my disbelief way too much. This is just too too far fetched, you know. And 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 Mike didn't even look like he was playing along. You could at least like act like you're playing along, and even he looked like fed up with this. What are you having me do here, <laughs> TLC? Like, just he he looked like he was there just to get that paycheck. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, and I think their acting was off. Whoever wrote their lines was terrible. Uh, I'm not wearing the ring because of work. Motherfucker, you're not at work anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It was just entire segment, like I said, was was WTF. Whoever can, did the writing came up with the narrative. Like, it's just. I can can't. I also point out that Mike is a branch manager in a bank? There's no reason why what? he's wearing a ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he was in like construction. Construction? Yeah. <laughs> No, he's a branch manager. manager in a bank. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, unless I got my info wrong, but we all know that he's a branch manager. He should be wearing his ring. He's not doing hard labor. Yeah, yeah, you should be wearing your ring. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would agree with Lan. I think that was totally, like, out of character, out of everything. Out of, like, what? I believe in aliens. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> There's something new, and he keeps rolling. I don't. I can't really see that he's rolling his eyes about shit. But I'm just every time when they ask a question, it's at least like fake the sincerity or something like that. But he's just like, I don't know how to say. But his body language is totally like, I'm just playing along kind of shit. Yeah, he's over it. He's over with Natalie. He's over, he's over like this whole marriage farce that they have to play. It, it really does seem like. They're doing this for another season, and yeah. it was the and, easy and, and way Nat- out. <laughs> and Natalie looks kind of fake too. I mean, she was too nice, you know, and yeah. and, and it was so played up. That was yes. the first WTF. The second WTF was when all of a sudden Kalani and Sueli were looking for a house. And what? I was like, what? And then you open the door, and like they were jumping on the bed. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, is this even real? <laughs> I thought the WTF part was the fact that Kalani is a stay-at-home mom and Asuelu sells yogurt and they can qualify for a house. That's the is WTF to me. $365,000 home. You said he ride shares. That's even... Oh, yeah. And he ride, yeah, oh, ride, yeah, shares. And he ride shares too. So oh, maybe the bank pre-approved, I don't know, $300,000 for them or something because I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they're that able cameo to... Money. Parents would help. That, that cameo that kind of, money. <laughs> Yeah. That cameo check. Yeah. <laughs> or that dance instructor yeah. check. I don't know. But for me, my WTF moment is totally Andre asking for a hundred thousand dollars casually. <laughs> Just casually, casually asking for hundred thousand hey. like, dollars. With that face, like straight face. Ask for it. Right. <laughs> Today's a good day to ask my father-in-law for a hundred thousand dollars, even though oh, yeah. I shut on him in the previous season that right. I would not work for him. <laughs> but today feels like that day that I can tell you going to give me this money. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Has he even paid paid Chuck back for all the other stuff? Like I would think God he's knows. in his pocket a it. lot. <laughs> no. I, come on. Look at his face. He, he's not going to pay. Up. That's not the kind of face that will pay up. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just want to share a few things in other 90 day fiance news. Annie and Robert pregnant again <laughs> this is the 
the I don't know I lost count the number of times Robert has kids because he had several kids before he met Annie. Annie's from, the Thai. No, this is not David and Annie. The not Thai Annie. This is Annie from Dominican Republic and Robert, who's has the long hair, the one who met on a cruise ship. Not on a cruise ship. Like he took a cruise ship to Dominican Republic, and he met her and kind of fell in love with her within like. 24 hours and then he brought her to the US and his ex's mother is a porn star. He oh my God. I'm going to have to refresh my memory. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they just had a kid and now they're pregnant again. Is that's the news. Congratulations basically. again. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And I guess congratulations to baby girl Lisa who got married. <laughs> oh, anyone cares anyway. is there a show is there a show on that <laughs> no I think, uh, I think i saw like i think they were taking a poll Oops. to see if people Sorry. would want to watch would want to watch that show i think i did see something like that oh really well no one cares about baby girl lisa no, anyway <laughs> in other news not too happy this time uh jenny and sumit contracted COVID, so <gasps> hopefully they oh wow will be recovering I know India is having a tough time right now mm. with a COVID outbreak. Uh, but so yeah, still together. That, but they're still together. <laughs> Yay! Still together. I don't know how she manages to stay on. So yeah. <laughs> we got frauded, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, I also want to share real quick that recently, Lon and I put out a poll on our social media page, and we asked. Which 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After couple are you the most or least interested in and why? And I have to say a lot of people are looking forward to Jovi and Yara. Mm. KDALL11 says Jovi and Yara are his favorites. Let me see here. Someone said, I'm least interested in Brandon and Julia. Their storyline is boring to me. And Who said that? Rockabilly goddess auntie said both unlikable. So, um, <laughs> Rockabilly goddess, yeah, Rockabilly <laughs> goddess, you take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Amy on Rocket says least interested Angela and Michael because mm. she cannot stand Angela's nasty, trashy personality and her raspy smoker's voice, laugh, and cough. Um, most interested Yara <laughs> and Jovi, and she kind of want to see if Brandon and Julia ever move out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ninja Bug says, I am least interested in Libby and her entire family's drama, but he wants to see how it's going with Yara and Jovi. Pink Snow Kitten, least interested in Angela and Michael and her foul mouth and obnoxious laughing, but also over Andre. Um, most interested in Yara and Jovi, but not loving any of the cast for her. Uh, Flying Pigs, said least interested in Angela she's an abusive trash bag hillbilly Michael should just get to come to America because he clearly wants it really bad to put up with that constantly most interested in Ronald and Tiffany okay who's that again Ronald Who's and Ronald and Tiffany? Tiffany? I know. They, they have not been featured yet that's the South African oh, okay. gambling addict oh that one yes the one with the adorable kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he has a poker problem or something. Yes, like yeah, gambling, gambling problem. poker problems. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Okay, I remember them. Yeah. Right. Shout out to everybody who um who partook in the poll also, by the way. Yeah. We got a lot of responses on our Twitter account as well as our Instagram account. Sorry, I kind of had a the brain. Sto- Instagram stories. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's more or less the same. People are really looking forward to the newer couples like Brandon and Julia, as well as Jovi and Yara, who have not yet been featured. But yeah, I think uh, least interested. So Insfort on Instagram said least interested in Kalani and husband and Natalie and Mike. But she's most interested in Angela and Michael and Jovi and Yara. And Ellie said she's interested to see Julia and Brandon. Yeah. All right, Ellie. <laughs> and Marissa, can't wait to see Jovi and Yara. So thank you Jovi all for participating on, on top, our huh? poll. Yeah. yeah, thanks, everybody. That's awesome. Please, please continue to engage with us. We like that. Right, right. 
Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Lon, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Italics Plays, I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. I do live streams every weekend starting between 9 and 10 p.m. Pacific, and I stay up all night long. Um, or on Instagram at Italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X. Uh, thank you so much. And Eddie, where can we find you? You can find me physically everywhere or almost everywhere in the Bay Area because I own a food truck. Again, I, if you guys remember or if this is the first time of you listening to me. So I do own a Singaporean food truck. So you can follow us on where we will be this week or every Wednesday to Thursday. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook, Satay by the Bay SF or Instagram, Satay by the Bay SF. So Ellie, if someone were to come up to your truck and say, hey, I hear you on 90 Day Fiancé WTF podcast or like I watch 90 Day Fiancé. Do you give them a discount? <laughs> or do you give them uh, extra If I like satay? you, if I, if I like them, I'll give them one extra satay. <laughs> yeah. If you bring a dog, I'll give you one extra satay Aww. for the dog. Cool. cool. I always do. <laughs> All right. Well, Lon and me would like yeah. to thank you for joining us again. We would love to have you no, back No, thank you. Anytime. It's always Sally. fun always fun i miss you guys thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for joining and until next time thank you guys Bye. bye